Hello and welcome to my Caravan Industry Insights podcast. This podcast is for anyone working in the caravan industry, whether you're from a manufacturer, supplier or dealer here in the UK or elsewhere. So listen every week to hear insights, interviews and marketing tips to help keep you and your business more informed and successful. I'm John Rawlings, a journalist and communications expert with a lifelong passion for caravanning and 20 plus years PR and events experience in the car and caravan industries. From starting in the editorial team at Practical Caravan Magazine to working in the press offices at Vauxhall, Volvo and Volkswagen and now in my own business specialising in the caravan industry. So this week's episode is slightly unusual because I'm recording this from Gatwick Airport. All, all will be explained in a moment, but I'm here with Carl. can't pronounce his surname. He's going to do that for us in a moment from Fiamma. Fiamma? Yep. Yeah. Fiamma. He's the UK. Well, let, let, let me let Carl introduce himself first of all. Carl, tell us your name. <laughs> yeah, it's Carl Chrissy Levitius. And what's your job role for Fiamma in the UK? I'm the UK sales manager, UK and Ireland. Cool. How long have you been working for Fiamma? Just, just over two years. So we're going to the head office in Milan today to meet the, meet the, team and management and what well, owners of the company aren't they yeah, yeah yeah it's a family business so it's been mm. passed down for three generations now so we've got the the two cousins that are joint managing directors wow i didn't realize it was still family owned that's lovely it's unusual this yeah. Day. yeah very few companies are yeah yeah but also they've done a lot of investment in the facilities there haven't they they have and i think you'll be impressed i mean you, you don't see the before and after because you've not been before. But mm. from when I've been going, I've been going on and off now for over 25 years. I've seen things just improve and, and get bigger. The latest instalment, you'll be impressed by. We have a massive extension that's been built and that's going to give us the ability to load more vehicles and get more kit out the door. It gives us the ability to put more production lines in okay. and take things to this new level we mentioned. Okay, cool. So you've been with the company for two years, but you've worked with them in yep. your previous roles for you've been in the industry a long time basically haven't you yeah 30 years this year mm -hmm. um i was 16 when i joined the industry yeah it's just, i'm a bit of a one-trick pony so i'm, I'm locked <laughs> in now um, but i have to say i mean the the fiamma range i've known very well for 25 years mm. it was 1997 when we first was one of two people that got sent to the factory for training and it opened my eyes a lot to what they do and how they test products. Fascinating place, great place to work. So yeah, and, it, and I've got the fortunate, you know, I'm happy to say that they're a family business. So it's it's not corporate as such. It's just a really great place to work. Mm -hmm. And it's a large company too. And you cover in your role, the whole of the, just just UK and uh, Ireland. Yeah, it's a, yeah. it's just a small part yeah. to be fair. So, <laughs> now my well, it's the global significance of of the course. brand, but yeah, but that's a lot of miles to cover every year, I'd imagine. Yeah, my, my car's feeling the, the pinch at the moment. But yeah, the UK and Ireland, I, I tend to do my Irish trip once a year. Mm -hmm. I try and visit as many people as possible. You know, equally Scotland, I tend to do that once or twice a year. I do a week up there each time. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's a big patch. It's a big patch. But are you de mainly dealing with the distributors or do you go to dealers as well? Well, I make it my business to go to everybody. We've got two wholesalers that we, we work through in the UK. Mm -hmm. There's Nova Leisure and there's Grove Products. So most of my emails and, and phone calls day to day would be from those people. But mm. wherever I go, whether it's a, a motorhome dealer, it could be a converter, an OEM or online business, I'll make it my business, delete my business card. So if there is problems that need sorting, they, they can easily access me and I'll always be there to try and help. Right. I see you've got a lot of experience with the industry then. 
Yeah, yeah, and I know a lot of people too. So yeah. my phone rings a lot. I get a lot of emails. So yeah, best-selling products. We know, we all know the Fiamma name and brand very well. But is it awnings or yeah racks? It's, it's both really awnings mm. and bike racks. We've got a brochure that's probably over two hundred pages long. It's mm. got loads of accessories. There isn't much we don't cover really. But that said, the, the key things for us are made in Italy still, and they are awnings and bike racks. That's our our key thing. We'll see that today. Good. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's leave it there for the time being. We're uh, got to go and get on our plane fairly shortly. And I'm looking forward to seeing what's uh, seen factory and over to Milan later. Yes, we'll see it. No, no problem at all. Thank you very much. So I am now in uh, Italy, in Milan, and I have had an extensive tour of the Fiamma facilities here. There's been a lot to see and a lot of changes going on, but I think it's far too complicated for me to try and ex explain that. So I'm sitting here with... One of the MDs of Fiamma. I think it's probably best if I get Charles to introduce himself. Charles, tell us your, your, your name and your your role here. Okay, well, I'm Charles Pozzi. I'm co-managing director with my cousin, John David. Mm -hmm. And I've been now in the family business since 2012. Mm -hmm. uh, the company was founded by my grandfather and later it was took, taken over by my grandmother. It was founded in 1945. And then my father, and my uncle came in, and now it's my cousin and I. Wow! So it's an, another, well, one of the few family-run businesses in the car industry. There's so, not a lot left, I would say. Yeah, There's yeah. quite a bit of consolidation. Yeah, but from here, you supply the whole world, basically, don't you? We do. Mm. Uh, we do. Uh, I would say ninety percent of our products are made in Italy. Mm -hmm. uh, so they have the made in Italy stamp. Another yeah. five percent made in Europe, mm -hmm. and a little bit in the Far East. But everything comes out of here. So we ship uh, worldwide. Yeah. So you're saying you've got a distribution center in Florida, for instance, we do, for the states. Yeah. Yeah. So so we had that since the 80s, mm -hmm. and uh, it's outside of Orlando, and we do the distribution for America there. We also have expanded, let's say, our personnel base. We have uh, Fiamma UK with Carl. Mm -hmm. We have now someone present in Holland, two people in Germany, and my cousin has opened up Fiamma. Asia and we're trying to expand our foothold there, let's say. So the, the company has done a fair amount of growth and now you're, you're ready for a new, a new phase of growth. Yeah, I yeah. feel like, you know, we're, we're very bullish to be able to stream. We feel yeah. like it's a growing industry. Sure. And we've, we, it feels like every time that we expanded our production capability and our logistic capability, mm -hmm. it, as soon as it was ready, we were already behind. Yeah, like the industry has been growing and growing and growing. Yeah. And so recently we said, okay, let's, you know, instead of adding another 20%, let's just double everything. And so that's what we did right now. We're in, I, I think by the end of the year, they'll be ready to say we've doubled everything. Wow. So the reason for doing that is to double your capacity, actually. It is, yeah. you know, I mean, we, as I said, we are a family running this company mm -hmm. and we, we want to look really, really long term. I mean, like we, we make plans looking at where Fiamma is going to be in 10, 15, 20 years. And then we had the opportunity now to expand and we said, you know, we feel like we will need the double the capacity. It could be, you know, ready. We could get there maybe in five years, we could get there in 10, but, you know, we, we want to be ready for it. And we, we as Fiamma have always focused on after sales, so aftermarket. But I, I think that we might be ready to look at some OE. Okay, cool. Great. That's good news. Yeah. Yeah. You have done in the past, haven't you? You've supplied the OE market more in the past. Yeah, I mean, we have a little bit. Well, we yeah. have this rule 
in the in the company that we said you know we will work with the OE once our current customers won't be suffering some adding you know more clients so you know product availability lead time service those are very very important for us yeah. quality as well yeah, yeah. and uh, and we said you know we're, we're gonna wait until we have that excess everywhere else to to do it but again you know as the time we thought we were ready the market really we're just catching up with the market it seems so gosh so so the the new warehouse and distribution center that we've looked at today that is literally brands making it still being fitted out isn't it you're still in the middle of doing quite a lot of changes we are we are yeah. I mean, we're, we're going to be testing it out soon mm-hmm. and then we're going to do a slow process of uh, going to 100 percent. you know we don't want to do it overnight no. because you know we we're still a little bit, little bit conservative every now and then yeah we want to do things slowly yeah. so you know we could start already using it let's say in in a few weeks but we want to start maybe just doing a few shipments from there and then easing it in and, you know ironing out all the kinks before we, we use it fully, but I think by the end of the year, we should be up and running. Excellent. You said to come back next year and see it all, all flowing perfectly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm yeah. up for that. <laughs> but you should, you should. Maybe in the same time period, because the weather here is perfect. It's been beautiful today. Yes, that's true. Yes. And we've just literally come from your quality control team. Yes. Which is really interesting to see the amount yes. of testing that goes on there for, from, for heat, for strengths, the quality of aluminium, everything was. Yeah, of I mean, from a relatively small team with a very responsible job. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, we we keep banning people to, you know, we started with one person and then we can two, three, four, and then we're five people uh, doing it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, as we said before, the market is really maturing and, you know, products are getting more expensive. You know, in our industry, vehicles are getting more expensive. I think the quality that people expect is quite high. Mm-hmm. And internally, we want to keep it more than, you know, half a percent is the, the warranty issues that we would have in general. Right. So, so that's our aim. Yeah. And we're always good. We're always roughly around there and then want to keep it that way. Right. I was also quite it, 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 impressed or shocked to see how many exhibitions you attend, the Fiamma as a brand attends around the world. It was like, was it 50? 50, 52. 50, 50. I mean, logistically, that's, that's a big, that's a big thing. It's a lot, you know, but we have a good team. We have some good head. Yeah. Um, we feel it's very important. It, yeah, yeah. It's important because, you know, not only at the show that we talk to our local distributor and we get feedback, but mm-hmm. we get the feedback from the most important client of ours, which is the end consumer. Mm-hmm. The end consumer understands the product, understands their needs yeah. better than anybody. And, yeah. uh, you know, who goes to the show, in some cases, somebody wants to see the market and discover something new, but it's mostly aficionados to the industry, people who yeah. really are diehards who love the industry, who yeah. to love the products and who can really give you great feedback. And and that's what we want. We want the feedback. And we also want them to know that we're there, you know, we're present. Like, yeah, if you need to talk to us, you can find us at your, the most important show of your, in your country, we're there. Yeah, that's really good. I just look at your calendar on the wall behind us. I think there's only December and July where there isn't a show going on. It's just interesting to get that global perspective, right? Yeah, there a used brand. to be one in December as well. Yeah, there, there was the Louisville show. Oh, <laughs> but I'm interested. It must be fascinating seeing how or how or if customers vary around the world as well. Because I've considered yeah. that RB products are quite different to our European ones, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. But your products don't really change from country to country. Mm-hmm. I mean, what we like, we 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 learn a lot from each country. Mm-hmm. So for example, in uh, Japan, 
quality is so important. So because the clothes are, are quite s- small. Well, yeah. You know? yeah. And, and, you know, if you put an awning on, say, a big motorhome, mm-hmm. it's so high up. If there's a scratch on the lead bar, you're not going to see that. But if the vehicle is at your height, you're going to see that scratch. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, and, and the Japanese are, you know, they're passionate about quality. And so if it passes, for example, the, the, the quality test in Japan, we know it's good. Right. For, you know, textiles will be under the biggest duress in Australia. So you know, yes. South Africa. Yeah. So if, if they can survive a s- summer there, mm-hmm. we know that you know, the, the quality is good. And, and we learn from, from every market. That's so, a good so point. To, uh, yeah, so you have to develop products for any, any climate around the world, basically. Yeah. Wow. But for example, you know, our catalogs, you know, we, we have so much information to the millimeter of everything because, you know, in Germany, the clientele in Germany, they come with the, everybody's an engineer. They come to so yes. so in our industry and they come with measuring tapes and they measure and they want to see if it's actually, if it says three millimeters, is it three millimeters? You know, so, so we also learn there, you know, like. Yeah. And tell me again, how many, how many copies of your brochure you, you produce each year? Well, we, we, you know, it's firstly, I would like to say it's recycled paper, you know. So oh yeah, that's good. Yeah, no, I wasn't giving you a hard time on the, on your no, no, perspective. I know, because when I say the number now, it's yeah. sound like it's yeah. We, we, we still print 200,000 catalogs a year. Wow. And, you know, we, we still feel that there is space for catalogs still right now. We have, there's some clients that really are, uh, that want to learn through paper. Mm-hmm. And uh, we are investing a lot of sort of the digital. Yeah. And, you know, and we are monitoring very closely to see when it's the right moment to, to make that switch. And mm-hmm. at the end of the year, we look how many catalogs are left and you know, we've been decreasing every year. Mm-hmm. The amount it's got to go that way. Yes, yeah. it's, it is going that way. Yeah. But there's still, you know, some people who, who prefer it and we appreciate that. So yeah. you know, I still, we might, I am subscribed to Financial Times. I read the paper. Yes. You know, and yeah, I like magazines. I prefer yeah. the printed yeah. version. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I Time will tell on that one. And so, yeah. <laughs> with, right. I mean, you, you always need a bit of both. Yes. I think, you know, like things. In life, can be black and white always. Yes, yes. I, I was thinking of your team produce, producing a catalog that big. That's a big job for someone. <laughs> well done, well done, them. <laughs> yeah, it's there. So what else? Is there anything else you particularly want to include? We're very excited about the changes that we made in bike racks. Oh yeah. So uh, you know, e-bikes is is a trend that keeps on growing yes you know, and they, they become lighter yes yes but they also become less expensive right and then uh, so we used to have we used to differentiate between bike racks for e-bikes and bike racks for normal bikes mm-hmm. but now we've done so that most of the range is for e-bikes so so they come already for e-bike ready right so if you have a normal bike or you want to have an e-bike you know you, you can just buy one of ours Mm-hmm. And, uh, we're very excited about that change. It's the right change. Yes, yeah, yeah, no, it's going that way, isn't it? Completely, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah cool. And that's that, is that was that new for this year? It was that, for, for this year? Right, cool. And in Orlings, any massive developments there? They look pretty similar to me. Oh, thank <laughs> you. Well, we we are coming out and we'll be showing at Dusseldorf a new redesign of the F forty five. So there's going to be a new aesthetic to that. Mm-hmm. We're quite excited for that because it's, it's been a while since okay. we've changed the design. Yeah, but it can, we have to be a little bit more modern. Yeah, and uh, we well, we have an F40 that this this came out a few years ago, but 
think it's a very interesting product. It's for for vans that don't have a pop roof. Yeah. So you you mount it on the the screws the the holes are already on the vehicle, so you don't have to screw through the vehicle. Yeah. And it's very easy to install or to take take off. You know, so it's uh, say you want to just go out for a day excursion, and you want to have some shade. Oh, right. Really? You, know, you just put it on. As easy yeah. as that. Yeah. And it's also it it lays flat on the roof in the sense that you know there's in in parking garages there's a two meter oh yeah, uh, yeah. height maximum yeah. for for the vehicles yeah and you know if you have a T six and you put that forty on top you're still well below that right. so you don't have to take it off so it's so so studied on purpose for. Somebody who's, you know, maybe inching towards camping, yeah. doesn't have the whole setup yet. Yeah. They want to have that. So, so, so they, yeah, that sounds a quite practical idea. Yeah, particularly in other countries as well. In Australia, you want instant shade wherever you go. Or, oh, to or people doing bike events. Bike, biking is huge. Yeah. Popular, people want some shelter yeah, from yeah. rain and so, somewhere to do their maintenance. Yeah, stuff, you want to so. go also yeah. picking for the... Yeah. More. So that's more evolution, a lot of evolution to the products rather than yeah. anything revolutionary, really. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Well, we're excited to see what these like new clients that want, that have a car mm. and want to do this hybrid kind of like camping scenario. Oh, yeah. I'm excited to see. Yeah. I think that could be a source of growth. You want, yeah. I see what you mean. Cool. Lovely. Okay. Is there anything else you'd like to add? We have a motorized bike rack for e bikes. So it's called Lift 77 because it goes down by 77 centimeters. All right. And so you just put the bike on and then it goes up. Yeah. Electrically. That's, that's, so, that's, that's a good idea. And, you know, one thing I'm very excited is actually to have Carl part of our team. So Carl has been, he co-founded Nova Legion, which was one of our historic distribution distributors in the UK. Yeah. He's been in the industry for yeah, years. Years. He looks very young. <laughs> he has all experience. Yeah. And, you know, it's, he wanted that. We're very excited to have him on board and to have someone represent us in the country. That the UK is very important for us. Mm-hmm. And we believe in the growth and we wanted to have someone there that knew our product. Yeah. Has a passion for the industry. Is respected in the industry that can help us lead that world. Brilliant. So he's already yeah. what, been in the role two years, I think. Just over two, two years. years. And he was telling me the mileage he does each year is quite, quite, quite phenomenal. So he's obviously out and about a lot. So a lot, yeah. Seeing everybody. Oh, it's a teacher key position. He's in the center of in the, the UK, country. Yes. Yeah, right? so Everything's like four hours away. Worked out perfectly. Brilliant. So the UK is going to be a big, and you're giving the UK a bit of extra focus, which is good. Yeah, with absolutely. the manufacturers there as well going forward. Lovely. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, thank you very much for today. It's been brilliant. Thank you for coming. We're looking forward to seeing a bit of Milan later. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And maybe, maybe I'll catch up with Carl again on the way home tomorrow. Be cool. Lovely. Thanks, thank Charles. You. Thank you very much. So, right, we're back at Milan Airport now. It's something crazy like half past five, six in the morning for our seven o'clock flight back to uh, back to the UK. Sorry about the background background noise. This is about the quietest place I think we're going to find. But I'm back back here with Carl. So I just want to say, Carl, hey, first of all, thanks very much for all the hospitality yesterday and uh, for inviting me over t- to see the Fiamma operation. It's been really interesting. I didn't know that much about Fiamma before, so it's been really, really good to spend some time with Charles as well. Very informative, all, all really, really useful stuff. So I just want to quick sort of wrap up with, with you. Let's talk about UK operations, really, and your product range that you've any modifications you've made this year or how how you run things in the UK? Yeah, sure. So I think you were quite fortunate to have Charles here yesterday and 
he's already touched on some of the changes we made to our fight rack range. In short, we've just rationalized a lot of what we were doing. We had too many models and we've managed to, you know, make two models cover what probably several models used to do. So mm -hmm. it's quite exciting from that point of view. The wholesalers are, should be pleased with that because they had a warehouse full of several different models. They don't need that anymore. So yeah. And in terms of the UK and the distribution, we have two wholesalers we use and we think we've chosen very wisely. We've got Nova Leisure and Growth Products, both of which do a really good job. They have very, very good stock holdings. If any dealer wants to obtain our products in the UK, and I'd recommend those two, that they genuinely are very good at their jobs. And, and normally, I think in both cases, if you order the goods before, say, four o'clock, it's, it's delivered the following day. So no, that's um, incredible. That's yeah. incredible. So you've rationalized the range of it and, and, and evolved it a bit as well, which is, which is good. Sorry, we're not firing all cylinders. We had <laughs> a massive thunderstorm last night and not a lot of sleeve, <laughs> but we're doing, we're doing all right. And you were, I was saying, I was asking you about your advantages of your product because you've got a very, silly one very big competitor that's very well known. And I, I've been to their, one of their facilities as well. So what differentiates Fiam? I'm just curious as to how, how would a customer differentiate or make a choice? It's, it's a preference at the end of the day. Uh, both products are, are very, very high levels, mm. uh, very high levels. We differentiate ourselves in the fact that we have a product with aluminium end caps. I think that's a, a huge advantage. I used to work for a wholesaler back in the day. And one of the things I found was when we, we, we once upon a time had plastic end caps and there was a high attrition rate in, in transport. I think aluminium, it doesn't, you know, it isn't imperviated by the ultraviolet over time and it doesn't go brittle. So okay. aluminium, I think is an advantage mm -hmm. in one respect. And I have to say, I'm not fully equipped to answer the, all the bells and whistles on the competitor product, but what I do know about our own product is that. You know, on our 45 motorhome awning, we've got a thing called a Presto Fix, which is very useful. So if over a year or two, the awning needs readjusting in some way, this, for example, if it's not closing properly on the left-hand side, yeah. there's a, like a cog thing, we call it Presto Fix, that you can manipulate and it fixes it very, very well, quickly. I didn't know you could adjust them. Mm. Well, it's, it, we never used to have it. There was other ways of adjusting it, All which right. were a bit more sort of workshoppy. And do most of them need adjusting in over time? Um, at some point, yeah. yeah. I mean, it probably wouldn't be for a, two or three years, but you know, oh, right. it's how much use they've had. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. another feature would be, we have some sort of little red taps that when you yes. close our awning, you know it's closed because the little red tap disappears. And, you know, it's kind of locked, I think. Okay, cool. And again, the think the winding handle that uh, the crank handle mechanism we use is, is very simple. It's a hook and or it's, it's a loop and mm -hmm. then the hook on the handle is very easy to sort of aim for. Oh, yeah. Um, there's, yeah. there's none of this sort of looking for the socket and to be in the right, right. position. It's a bit more visible. Right. Um, but no, that's, that's some of the features that we have. So some details, attention to detail. Yeah. 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 And, and I love the fact that it's a family run business. It's, it's still. Yeah. It shows attention to detail as well, doesn't it? Mm. Totally. Yeah. That's the bit I like too. I yeah. like working for a family business. It's, it's yeah. I'm allowed to just get on with my job with no hey. interruption and it's, it's a, Great, fresh, fresh air. So I've got to say, yeah, it's worked. And I didn't appreciate that your role was quite new in the UK. They didn't have anyone doing what you were doing before. So you've, in terms of customer service, that's an important thing for your yeah. distribu distribution uh, network. This was the key thing mm. that Charles said to me when I took the job. He said, you know, this is one thing that we are, is attention to detail. It's, it's great with our company. Mm. We want to make sure that before we take things to another level in terms of distribution, that we've got every bit of the infrastructure right. So. Mm. He was very complimentary about things yesterday and I thought he said, I'm quite grateful for that, but I do sort of do my best to try and look after customers. If I get a call and I'm expected to sort of help 
I'll always go the extra mile. So, mm. and and I think Charles knows that she's probably way top beyond. So, right. I mean, one a few things I forgot. I normally end Carl with some simple questions and some light, bit lighthearted as well. So, my first question is: if you could choose, if you could choose a, a caravan or motorhome for for your for a holiday, which one, which would be your first choice? Really good question, actually. I don't know. I mean, we, we touched on this last night. I mm. think uh, I don't know about brand. No, no, don't, don't, don't mention brands. I won't mention brand, <laughs> no, but I think I would go for, well, I'll mention the brand, something like a Fiat Ducato right. panel van, let's right. say. I don't yeah. I don't think I'd necessarily want a big coach vehicle just because they're, you know, tricky to manoeuvre down Devon and Cornwall and places like that. Yeah. So I think it's a So that leads on to the next question. Where would, if you had, could take it anywhere in the world, yes. where would you, where would you like to go? It's quite simple, that one, because a couple of years ago, we went, my girlfriend's Hungarian, and we went to a lovely place called Lake Balaton. And they call it a lake. It's 48 miles wide and sort of nine miles deep or vice versa. It's, mm. it's immense. It's like a sea. Oh. A stunning place. And there's this lovely little place called Tihana, which is a little island in the middle. We went there and at night it was pitch black and we were heading back to our hotel and we stopped along the way because it was such a lovely summer evening. And we, we sort of lay on our backs on this uh, big wall thing and we were watching the satellites and the orbit just we could see everything it was so clear the sky Gosh. and uh, just across the way was this like car park space a bit of a sort of uh, hard standing mm. and uh, there were several motorhomes spotted along with it. people were sat there watching telly watching the stars oh, and nice. i said do you know what one day we'll come back here and we'll bring a motorhome or camper van yeah that sounds and great it would be the place we'd go there. that's an interesting tip yeah and not many not many people go to hungary or sorry hungary hungary, hungary yeah. Yeah. on the holidays that's good and then, that's it. Yeah, second question. <laughs> if you had a magic wand, what would, and you could make a wish for the caravan industry, what would be your uh, magic wish? Yeah, well, I'm going to probably copy a, a stock answer from Motorhome Matt because I heard his podcast. And, oh, yeah. Uh, he mentioned about availability and the issues that we have as an industry. I think, I think he touched on it very well there because I heard a story recently of somebody waiting several months for a replacement window. Oh, and yeah. I think, you know, several weeks is bad, but several yeah. months. Yeah. Without boring you, this, this story got even worse because the poor lady that had it fitted after waiting several months, the, de the dealer in Ireland told me that she'd sort of pulled out of the drive of the Sheila ship and she backed into something and smashed the window. No. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that poor woman. Oh. Yeah. oh. Okay. And then last question. So if you could have a barbecue on a campsite with, with three famous people, celebrities, whoever, alive, sorry, dead or alive, who would you choose? Again, I just sort of knew this question was coming, so mm. I had time to think about this one. Great. I think Ricky Gervais. Oh, I think yeah. he, he's just a funny guy. Yeah. I think it'd be, yeah, just funny to have along. Yeah. Bring a bit of lightheartedness to yeah. the, the whole thing. I think somebody like Gordon Ramsay, I think, you know, get him on the barbecue. Sensible idea. He's quite a scary guy, but I actually quite like his Kitchen Nightmares USA program. I think right. I'll probably watch them all. And I, I just think he, he can see a problem and nail it straight away. I think it'd be just entertainment. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, probably more serious, somebody like Winston Churchill. Oh, I yes. Bring him back to life, just yes. to ask him a few questions. He's a fascinating character. Yes. Some of his quotes, they're some of the best quotes I think ever made. So, yes, interesting. That's point. an interesting mix of people, actually. I don't think we've had that trio before. <laughs> so, I think someone else chose Winston, but uh, yeah, I've had the choice. Interesting so, stories to tell. Yeah. yeah, that would be a good evening. So yeah, that'd be a good barbecue. Yes. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay. Well, let's definitely end it there this time. <laughs> okay. Thank you very much, Carl. Oh, Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it and would really appreciate it if you could share it with as many people as possible. 
even better, please give me a five-star review in iTunes. It would be a great help. If you'd like me to interview you, want to suggest someone to interview, or are interested in sponsoring this podcast, or want to get in touch with me for any reason, please drop me a line at john at rawlingscommunications.com or message me on Instagram at rawlings underscore comms. Thanks very much. Bye for now.